you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Super Bowl edition, day two of the Dave Damashek football program. Available as always on iTunes and at nfl.com/slash/sheck. Yes, we just wrapped up the second of three shows of NFL.com Live here at Media Row in New York City. We're just a couple days away now from the big game, and I really don't have much of a feel for who's going to win this thing. In just a second here, we'll throw you over to listen to all the interviews we got today. Jerry Rice and Mooch were great. Dick Vermeil was really interesting. Mike Vick was fun to talk to. Martellus Bennett is an absolute, authentic, fascinating individual, and uh, we must get him on the podcast in the future, Adam Rank. DJ Daniel Jeremiah, Aaron Paul, Kid Cuddy, and Jamal Charles, our old pal from the sports car. Like I mentioned him before, Adam Rank, you were outside. How was it feeling today? Hey, boss, thanks for having me. They said it was a little bit warmer, but if it was, I, I wouldn't have known it. But it was still fun. The fans are starting to pile in right now, so now you're seeing more of the Broncos and Seahawks jerseys everywhere. So it's real festive. It's fun. You guys should get out there. Uh, I don't know. If, I guess it won't make the cast, but you guys have to watch the show, NFL.com Live. We ran into Jay Novacek on the street. Find that interview. If for nothing else, the jacket he was wearing was absolutely stunning. It was sublime, and it really <laughs> embraces his Texas roots, too. I, he, he looked like quite something. So good. And, yes, I, uh, I second that. Find Adam Rank. I don't know where it will be on the site, but find Adam Rank doing a toboggan ride. I don't want to accuse you of anything. You might have gotten a little bit of an early start there on your competition. But, and spoiler alert, Adam Rank won. Um, tomorrow, we're going to be having on day three, our final show here before the Super Bowl, we have a bevy of good guests. Shady McCoy, Joe Montana, Brandon Marshall. Um... I'm try, I can't think of who else. There's so many. A lot of great names. It's going to be famous people who have football <laughs> ties, most of them. Some may not. Who knows what's going to be here? That's the excitement of Media Row. You never know who you're going to run into. Just a moment ago, Ed Tuchall, Tall Jones walked by. You know? Unbelievable. I saw the pictures of the blood walking around. Jack Youngblood, really? of course. Whoa. So. I, I kibitzed even with uh, with former DDFP guest uh, Chris Cooley. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was uh, caught up with him. He's doing a radio show, which is great news because Black Tie standing nearby. He wants to come back on the show in the offseason. So we're laying it out. Martellus Bennett, Chris Cooley, two tight ends to come on our podcast in the offseason. Make a note. I'm sure that just happened. Black Tie's like, yeah, I got it, man. <laughs> we'll never hear from either one of those guys again. All right, listen. I'm hungry. Let's go get food. What kind of food? Any kind of food, because we're in New York City, and they make all kinds of food here. 
And so I'm going to put some into my belly. Why don't you put the podcast into your belly or into your ears or either way right now? We'll be back with you. NFL com live is the Twitter handle NFL.com noon to three Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to noon, of course, on the West Coast. Listen to all the interviews and we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Back at our NFL.com live set here at Super Bowl 48 in the big town with the greatest football player in the history of the game, Jerry Rice, and his former head coach, our colleague, Steve Mariucci. Hug! Hug again! Yeah. Yeah. Was that, was that, did you see the hug that he gave that me? That was nice! It wasn't like, very well African. No, I'm sorry. That's yeah. after Terrell Owens had 20 receptions. <laughs> now, you know, on Jerry Rice Day. That on was my part day. Of, that was on part of a day. football life last yeah. night. And is that the story's true that, that you weren't out of breath when you were bent over, but you were giving him the business no that- i was no 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 I was, I was on my best behavior <laughs> of course but I, I was like okay this is supposed to be uh on jerry rice day this is supposed to be his day but no it turned into okay. terrell owens day okay let, okay and let me, this guy right didn't. here had no idea that terrell had so many catches and i said yeah i i did rodney knox came down he goes coach he's two two catches from the record what do you want to do i went whoo what record he goes, T.O.'s got 17 catches or so. I went, you got to be kidding me. And remember, you know how when you, when you have basketball players come out, you take them out of the game early, so you get the standing ovation. That's what I wanted to do with you. So I'm standing there, and here comes Jerry. And that's when you were kneeling down. And he was kneeling down for a reason because he was going, this is supposed to be Jerry Rice Day, Boots. <laughs> and the crowd's going crazy. This is supposed to be my day. He's got 8,000 no, catches. No, I was out of breath. <laughs> I was never out of breath. I need to gather my composure. Right. Stuff like that. So, sure. you know, but everything, it was all about teamwork. All about teamwork. <laughs> I'm all about yeah. team. It doesn't matter. You know, I, oh. I had caught so many passes, had so many big games. It was okay. That's exactly I didn't mind right. sharing that yeah. with Every Taylor. game was Jerry Rice Day <laughs> in his I, career. I asked Jerry this a few months back, and, and you're on the practice field with him, obviously, to observe this. It struck me a few years ago, Jerry Rice is unquestioned the greatest wide receiver of all time. And yet, unlike Lynn Swan or John Jefferson, you never see him diving for football. You never see him laying out to get a football. It's always upright and in stride. I asked you about well, that, and you and you said that that's something you worked on. That was something that I really worked on. It's like the five, five yards. You need to bury your head and sprint to that place. And I was always good at, uh, at doing that. And that's why you didn't see me leave my feet or anything where I could catch the ball and continue to stay on the move and score the touchdown. You know what was really bogus? <laughs> the fact that people felt that this guy's 40 time was only whatever it was. This guy played as fast as anybody's ever played the game. Fast enough to make all of the catches you're talking about. And then fast enough to make the yards after the catch, to catch the slant and go 65, right? And so that, that, was, that was a myth that he was whatever, 4-5 or 6, whatever that was. Because he played functional speed as fast as anybody. But, you know, and I, and I, and I said it last okay. night when you weren't there at the backstory. I said, this guy outworked anybody that I've ever been around in any sport. And I don't know why you did it that way. That's the only way I knew, you know, because the, the thing that really pushed me was failure. I never wanted to fail. I never wanted Fear to. Fear of failure. Yeah, I, I never wanted to let my, my coaches down, uh, my teammates down, my family back in Mississippi. So, technique wise, I always worked on things. That's why I would come out to practice like 30 minutes before, just going through my routes, one running of the, on my routes. One of the things that's been a, a narrative of this Super Bowl is legacy. What's Peyton Manning's legacy? He says he doesn't think about it, that maybe when he's done. Did you think about it? Did you think big picture in the middle of your career? I have a chance to be the greatest football player ever if I. I continue on this trajectory. Did that ever come in? You know, I never let myself get to that point because I, I feel like that's when you're going to all of a sudden you're going to start coming down. You know, you're not going to work as hard. So I will always play mind games, you know, and say, hey, you know, like someone is working harder than me. And that will give me that incentive to uh, continue to get out there and work hard. I think with Peyton Manning, the numbers that he don't put up, but the thing that that's really hurting him right now is just that one Super Bowl. One more. He needs to win another Super Bowl because, you know, the guy threw for over, what, 5,000 yards this year, yeah, uh, 55 touchdowns, but he needs to win another Super Bowl. It becomes a, a Shakespearean tragedy in football terms, at least, if he has another season like that. 
butt fails in the big game. And we're hoping that the temperature is over tragedy. 40. Uh, we're hoping that the temperature is over, over 40 degrees. Because he's over under 40 in the playoffs. Under yeah. he's 8 and 11. All I know is cold out there right now. <laughs> it's supposed to it's warm supposed up. To warm up. Heat wave in the 40s. Now, uh, speaking of weather, yeah, a little close to the equator there out in the Hawaiian Islands for the Pro Bowl. Oh, my God. We, Gio, I know, I know you want to talk about the victory. We actually have a, a tweet. Go we want people two. to interact with us at NFLComLive, hashtag AskSB48. And here it is. Uh, what was your favorite part of the Pro Bowl, Jerry? Uh, beating Dion's butt. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. my favorite part. It was a real beatdown. Yeah. Go know, for two. Right? Yeah, go for two. Go for the win. Did you have any doubt at no. all that you were going to go for two? You didn't consider tying it up going no, overtime? No, no. Mike Tober, the, the, this big fullback, he weighs, what, about 260? Two a lot, yeah. 260. Yeah. How about 285? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we knew that he could get into the end zone, but we, no doubt we were going to go for two. Go so for how do you feel being an undefeated coach? It, it feels career? really good. You know, my, my chest is really big. It's hard to, to really <laughs> hold his big head up right now yeah. because I was able to, to really rub it in Dion's face. Well, the Get uniforms, back. we I, I'm not going to argue, were not good. They, 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 you don't like they the uniform? Nah, Come on. They didn't Come make on. any sense. It looked Come like get, Gatorade. But... <laughs> The, I, I, I didn't love that. I, look, I could put that thing. I could put that uniform on, and I could pimp that. I could make it look. Good. I see wearing well, it at yeah. the mall. Yeah, <laughs> now, you're a uh, handsome devil. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. But did you, before the game, at some point, say, "Listen, my name is on the uh, on this team now. You better not embarrass me." Because the idea no. that oh, the football no. wants this what? to be a better game. I you think, saying that? I think that the would players do. knew that. I didn't have to say anything. They knew about my work ethic and, mm -hmm. and what, how I I really approached the game throughout my career. So they went out there, they got it done, and, and, and they played hard. Did you like the format? Did you like the draft and the competition I, I that think, way? I think a lot of the guys got offended because they, it was – They did. They were, <laughs> we had Matt Forte the challenge. But, he was not happy that up, he lasted that up, long. They, they, they have to be able to put that aside and focus on the team. The team is the <laughs> yeah. most important thing. Yeah. Now, you know, we're just trying to get our format together, get everybody in place, and uh, team right one. I know, uh, I know you have that city card in your pocket. Yeah, here. yeah. So can you use, let's just, if we look at the monitors here, can you use that to maybe, I don't know, fix somebody's hair or get somebody a haircut if things get a little get a little sideways? I think we'll get a look at it right over here, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that. Look at that dude right there, man. <laughs> We were out by the water. You at least were on the stage inland. By the water? You're in the water. Well, in the water. Well, look, I'm sorry. Even if I was out by the water, I wouldn't have to deal with that because I yeah. no, no I'm going to shave mine off, too. But let me let me tell you a story because Jerry's Please. so humble. Okay? How many Pro Bowls? Did you a lot. And you played in most of the times you went. 13. Right? Yeah. So I'm coaching with the Packers as an assistant. We have the Pro Bowl. This guy wins the car. He wins the car. And I'll tell you why he won the car. And I told some of these young kids that went to the Pro Bowl for the first time. You cut a little sprint ride option from Favre, okay? But it's when we used to have kickoffs, because now we don't have yeah. kickoffs. I, he knew, made, I know where you're going with this. He made two tackles on <laughs> kickoff cover. He made two, two tackles, tackles yes. on kickoff cover. Special teams. Yes. You. I always wanted to do it. <laughs> I, I even tried to get uh, Mooch to let me run maybe a punt back or a kickoff or something like that. He would never do it. I want to break the wedge, Mooch. Come on, get me out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so <laughs> I, went not, down, right? I, I went down on kickoff, and I, you know, I made the tackle. Twice. Right. By next year, he's going to be on the PGA <laughs> yeah. Tour. Stop showing right. off already. Oh, yeah, we've been to those, too. What, uh, <laughs> what's going on with City? Citibank is a youth uh, sports clinic. They put on, like, 100 last year. And just the interaction with the kids from 7 to 14. I did one in November. It was fantastic. And just to see these guys work on their... Uh, you know, just work on, on their skill and the love of the game. And I'm also doing with Peter King tomorrow night. We are doing this chalk talk, which we're going to let the customers get into my head. Yeah. Also, the players, you know, what they're thinking the night before the Super Bowl yeah. okay. and uh, before kickoff. Because I remember my first Super Bowl, which we have a very young team with Seattle. I couldn't sleep. Could not sleep. I was up thinking about, you know, my opportunities that I would have during that football game. All right. Well, there it so is. That's why Sherry, what I'm and, doing and, with City. Good. And if you miss, uh, if you missed the football life, it was it was special. It but, really but, was but, a heck but of a Moose, show. But I, I still can't believe you didn't realize Terrell Owens had 20 catches. <laughs> I, I can't believe that. I, I realized it. A little late. I think I caught maybe four balls in yeah, that but ball then we, game. But then it was we put them back in. Day, After the standing Mooch, ovation. It was supposed to be my day. <laughs> put you back in. Hug. I want you to hug. There exactly. One more hug. There we go. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Mooch. 
are live on Radio Row inside, right off of 7th Street. And joining us right now, a Super Bowl coach and a man who has taken his turn with the vine, with the grapes. Look at the gift that he brought me. So well, that's kind. A, that's, a, that's a double magnum there. So. Double magnum. We only made 24 of them. Wait a second. Why did you give it to him? That's well, for us clearly to Clearly, I look to right? be the most Just refined show, of this group. Share. Okay. <laughs> it's right. beautiful. Coach, uh, give us an idea of how much different Super Bowl morning feels than any other game. Well, you know, first off, the magnification of the game by the world, really, no longer just the United States, makes it bigger. But in reality, it's still a football game. And sometimes you don't realize that until you kick off and say, oh, my gosh, this game starts like any other game. You know, they're going to get the ball if you're kicking off and you're going to get it if they're kicking off. You know, you know, it boils down. But at the same time, there's a time to be at your best. And that game to win requires, if you're going to win it, you better be at your best. Coach, John Fox is about to undergo what you accomplished, taking two different teams to the Super Bowl, first the Eagles and then the Rams the second time around. How much more did you appreciate it? Well, you know, I think I don't think you can really appreciate a win as much in regard to winning a Super Bowl as you can unless you've lost one first. Once you've lost one and you come back and have an opportunity to win it and you do win it, you have the experience to say, my gosh, this is so much better. Even though you realize that it takes the same thing to get there and lose as it did to get there and win. In fact, sometimes the team, like my first team, did more in five years to try to get there and lose than my team did with the Rams to get there in three and win. So the fact that you lose it, I, it took me a while to realize you're not a loser. Well, you, you just didn't win that day. You stepped away from Philly, of course, and then became yeah. a broadcaster right. like Bill Cower and John yeah. Gruden have. Then you go back and win that Super Bowl. As those guys may or may not consider future job openings, would you advise them, yeah, get back into it or stay in the booth? It's so well, much sweeter. I, well, I, say, I tell John Gruden to go back all the time. And yeah. anytime anyone asks me who you'd hired, I'd say John Gruden because that's what he is. He can't hide himself. He is a football coach, mm. and he has been since he was a young kid. I met him when he was a graduate assistant at the University of Tennessee. Okay, so I've known him long. He's a football coach, and uh, I still believe he will eventually get in. I don't know if Bill will go back, but I really believe John Gruden will. But it'll have to be right. Coach, we uh, we hear a lot about Pete Carroll's style, the enthusiasm, the emotion. You were always have always been known as a very emotional yes. person, player, coach. What was it like jumping from UCLA to the NFL, the enthusiasm needed for amateurs, for kids coming out of high school versus those that are earning a paycheck? Is it different? No, if you, I think, as a coach, as a leader, make a big mistake if you're not yourself because it won't last if you're not yourself. You can't be a phony over a long enough period of time to convince people you're sincere. You've got to be yourself. And Pete Carroll is himself. He's always been Pete Carroll. He's always had the, the passion, the enthusiasm, the emotion, and the excitable type guy, and a fine coach. And you can see through it when people aren't authentic. Oh, yeah. And the players will test you. They will know in a short period of time if you're real or not. Speaking of authentic, they make the movie a couple of years ago about, uh, you know, Invincible. Yeah. Invincible. Vincent Pally. And they Great go kid. with. Great. Not a kid anymore. Well, yeah, I guess not. I'd be fascinated. To, yeah. I'd love to hear a half an hour on just what that process was like of bringing that kid in there. But in the meantime, they cast Greg Kinnear to play you. Flattering or a slap in the face? I think it was flattering. Handsome and, enough for you? Oh, hey, I, I am what I am. But I, I've had You're many players devil. tell me that uh, Greg was not nearly as intense and emotional as Honoré as I was at that age. And they're right, because I've seen the movie. First off, remember, it was a PG-rated movie, so they couldn't put the true Vermeil. <laughs> 100 percent in that. Yeah. <laughs> they had a, you know, rather than bleeping it, they just cleaned it all up. But it, as a young coach, I was very intense. You were Maybe too uh, much. You were very successful at UCLA. I mean, certainly, if they were to do a, a Mount Rushmore of Bruin head coaches, you would be on on that particular well, stone. Thank you. That's a nice compliment. Did you ever think about getting back into college football? No. no? What you was know, it? I, I loved, I loved, I loved high school, junior college, college, and pro football. I loved it all. But the great thing about pro football—that's what it is. It's all football. It's not summer job programs. It's not uh, grade worries. It's not girlfriend worries. Yes, a few wife worries from time to time, but it, it's more all football, 12 months a year. Not recruiting. It's drafting. You know, uh, so I preferred pro football and first off, pro football players are no different than college football players. They're bigger, smarter, and make more money. 
that's the difference. Hey, uh, Sheck, why don't we see if we can get Let's the uh, see if he's willing to play? Tell us if you can play along with us here, Coach. Here we we're, go. We're it's having a big this board. legacy talk. You understand that quarterbacks are in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I know. I have the numbers on all of them. Now, these guys, though, are what I've determined to be the eight best of he's the Super Bowl yet, era. Though. He's not in there yet. Right. His numbers bring him in there. But he'll be, there. and he'll make it, and some of you. Yeah. So we know that these guys are the eight best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era, at least that's how, yeah. what, what I've decided. Well, you forgot put, uh, Kurt Warner. Well, you know, See, his numbers are better than most of them. All right, let's put that in. Who are we losing? Out right away. Well, Shut. I wouldn't remove anybody. I mean, I wouldn't really move anybody. This guy is the best of all time. You think so? If you study his numbers. Okay. And these guys were all great in their own So way. we're going Peyton Manning, Montana. number one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve Young would have to be number two. Steve Young, too. Oh, if you took his wow. numbers. Wow. Okay. If you took his numbers, okay, and studied him. I have all, in fact, I have it in my briefcase. All the Hall really? of Fame numbers. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've made a, uh, a long-time study over the years of quarterbacking in the National Football And Peyton Manning's number one. Peyton Manning, over his 16-year career, has performed better than anybody has ever played the position. No, no mention of Ron Jaworski here. No, well, Ron, you know, I didn't support him with enough offense of the modern style to do that, nor were we that kind of team. You know, Ron Jaworski was a fine yeah. football player. Coach, after putting up uh, all those big numbers, I don't think there's any better way to relax after a then, long day than a, nice a little Vermeil wine. Well, hey, thank tell you. us about I'm this and where you I, can, I can get it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I turned a hobby of making wine in my hometown in Calistoga, the north end of the Napa oh, yeah. Valley, into a full-fledged business with four good partners in year 2008. We've made up to 5,000 cases of wine, mostly reds. This year we made 3,000. Last year we sold 3,000. So the business is getting better. We have two tasting rooms, one in Napa, 1018 I'm First I'm available. Street. You need someone. Oh, I live in L.A. Yeah. Just, to, just well, a that's shot close up enough. there. That's close <laughs> enough. And we have another one in Calistoga, my hometown. That's great. What's your favorite? My favorite is a Cabernet. I'm a Cabernet okay. guy. That's my favorite. I grew up helping my grandfather, Ramil, make our reds and our white. And our red was a Cabernet. Our white was a Chardonnay. We, now, we didn't have any labels on the bottle. <laughs> but it, I think it's you know, like we do. Things you learn from your grandfather that you enjoy doing uh, tend to stay with you. Well, the wine thing stayed with me. I like a blend. I just drink the slow I, That's bucket. a blend. That's a blend. It's a very nice well, glass of be, wine. I'll keep it then. How's that? I get a ton of that one. Wine and football, my kind of guy. Yeah. Coach, congratulations on all your success. Congratulations on your Thank success you. with Vermeil Wines. Vermeilwines.com. Very excited to, uh, to give this one a go. All right, and we are back on set with the former number one overall pick, the Vatek Hokey. Oh, remember watching him on Saturdays? Just, I mean, everybody else looked like they were in slow motion as he dominated the college football scene, brought those talents, of course, to the NFL and won that elusive playoff contest in Green Bay as an Atlanta Falcon, now a Philadelphia Eagle, and he joins us on set. It's Mike Vick. What's happening, Mike? Not much. Just uh, out in New York, enjoying the scenery, enjoying the festivities, having a great time. Uh, well, tough year in a lot of ways, obviously, coming out of the gate for the Eagles. They turn it around once Foles gets in there. You, though, are the trailblazer, really. It goes Randall Cunningham to Mike Vick. And then in the last couple of years, there's this new wave of quarterbacks. Andrew Luck, RG3, Cam Newton, you know the rest. The OG, um, the original. I'm the OG. You I'm the OG are, you are one of those school. guys that has sort of brought, it, brought in a new sort of perception of what a quarterback can be. Do you think if Russell Wilson wins it this year, and say Andrew Luck wins it or Cam win, wins it next year, do you think we'll just see all NFL teams say, listen, two-dimensional guys who can only stand in the pocket and sling it, we really have to do better. We have to get someone like Mike Vick or these younger guys. Well, I think it's an asset to have a guy who who's, has mobility, who can move around and, and uh, can, can stretch out plays, you know, kind of impromptu style. Uh, and it's just an asset to have. Uh, I think you're, you're going to always have your traditional pocket passing guys uh, because they can get it done as well. I think it's all about winning. And if you can have more wins in the win column, uh, you know, than, than losses, then uh, whatever style of quarterback you have, they'll, they'll have, they have opportunities to excel. Dual threat can do more. Uh, Michael, we mentioned your season last year, and you were on pace to have a big season. Yes. It was just it was the hammy that got you. Right. Um, but I want to talk to you about the Eagles now being atop the NFC East and kind of what that means to you. You know, as a Giants fan, it, it, was, it was tough to see. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Um, but, you know, just uh, the transformation that we had this season, uh, 
you know, trying to find our identity early, uh, trying to figure out what works best, uh, you know, how to approach different teams, how defense is going to play us uh, was a key factor. And, you know, once we got through that phase and, and, and you know, started to, to win a game or two, uh, we started seeing teams, you know, play us a little differently, and we was able to do the things that we knew uh, could work effectively in the league. And, uh, you know, it was just that, you know, that transition that we had to get through. And Coach Kelly did a great job. He always told us, uh, you know, we'll, we'll pick our heads up on December 28th and see where, we, where we're at. And, uh, you know, that ain't true. Why is, uh, sorry, Molly, why is Chip going to succeed? Well, what's different about Chip Kelly of all the coaches you've played for? Uh, I think Chip's approach is different from everybody else's, uh, you know, in a sense. I can't say because I haven't been a part of every organization. But I, I think, uh, you know, the mindset that he creates, um, you know, just the the opportunities he give us to, to be uh, the best that we can be uh, is really fulfilling. And, and, you know, I think uh, in the future this this team is in, in, in great shape to excel in the future. Let's go to uh, a Twitter question. Remember, you can join our conversation. Ask a question of one of our guests by going to at NFLcomlive, hashtag AskSB48. And this comes from Eli. What advice would you give to today's running quarterback? Not Eli Manning. <laughs> Uh, I think today's today's quarterbacks. Uh, I think just got to be consistent. You know that's what it's all about. It's all about being consistent. It's all about uh, you know putting wins in the win column and uh, you know not overthinking it. You know just playing to the best of your ability and, and getting it done at the end of the day. You can't do it all by yourself. Um, just, you know, just letting everything happen for you. Michael, are you feeling good now? Are you feeling healthy heading into the off season? I'm feeling great now. I feel good. I, uh, you know, I had a I had a great. Uh, end of the year, um, I was very in tune with the system and what we were trying to do, what we were trying to accomplish. Uh, you know, felt good about everything. I was ready if I needed to play. And uh, I think that's what was most important. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, staying in tune with everything and, and keeping my body in shape. And, and the expectation then, as it is right now, is Philadelphia Eagles in 2014? Or are you looking around and saying, well, the Texans could use a guy like me or the Browns maybe? Well, you know, I, I think i got to let everything play itself out. You know, I don't want to jump the gun. Uh, I want to make sure I put myself in the best possible situation. Uh, ultimately, you know, the goal is to, to win football games and, uh, you know, to try to compete in the Super Bowl one day. And, you know, I think, you know, being on the back end of, of my career, you know, on the back nine, as, as I call it, I uh, just got to make the right decisions right now and, uh, you know, just make sure I, I do it the right All way. All right, let me just say something to you. Jadavian Clowney goes to the Texans. Mike Vick gets in there. You and Andre Johnson would be fun. I mean, You'll it's, exhaust all options, tell, right? I, I, I explore options. But that, that sounds explore fun. Options. That sounds fun. Tell us about <laughs> showmike.com. Showmike.com is a, is a website just for all the car enthusiasts around the world, an opportunity for them to, you know, place their cars on the website, okay. you know, see other cars, see uh, celebrities' cars, you know, guys who, you know, really love that, that facet of life. And, and, you know, I'm one of the guys. I love cars. I'm a car guy. Favorite car. I do anything. Uh, the Mercedes-Benz. The Mercedes-Benz. Mercedes Mercedes-Benz. S-Class and SL. Okay, so four-door, S-Class. Four-door, S550 AMG. We, we want to submit our cars to you. If you take a look at the monitor, see if it gets a thumbs up from, from Mike Vick or not. Here you go. This is my Toyota Camry station wagon. Um, the Hoopty. Those are, you know, it's, look, maybe maybe look one the of the bars is cardboard. You really tricked that thing out. I did. I, feel I like the rims. I like yeah. the rims. Yeah, all right with that? They're okay. Custom. They're, they're, uh, maybe they're hubcaps and not rims, but, you know. Yeah, but, you know, it, it passed. You know, the look is everything. Okay, how about, how about this is Damashek? I love welding. Hybrid. It's one of my passions. Now that, so needs, some, that needs some work. They should bring bit. that over to my garage and I'll, uh, I'll trick that up. Okay, next one. Kind of neat though. How yeah. about the Pontiac uh, Grand Am stretch limo? Those are stretch all Pontiacs right Very there. Very innovative. I like it. He has to, you know. We work on the color scheme. Though. Okay, Party on and last one for you here. Oh, that's my car. I believe that that might be Martellus Bennett oh. with the unicorn I'm there. On the side. It, I'm about I didn't give it to my daughter. <laughs> I like the unicorn. There we go. So showmike.com for all the car enthusiasts out there, especially those of you with the S-Class Mercedes. Mike, good luck this offseason. Congratulations on all your success already. And we certainly appreciate you taking the time out. Can't wait to see you back Thanks out for there. Having me. I can't wait to get back out there. Joining us right now, someone that was part of that vaunted Chicago Bears offensive attack all season long under Mark Treshman, Martellus Bennett, our guest. What's happening, Martellus? No, I'm just trying to be as cool as possible. Yeah. Just chilling. I think you're doing all right. <laughs> Thank you. Why the gloves? They, lo did they, they lost your luggage. 
no, that, at the airport, and this is what you could cobble together. Well, no, smooth. I just don't like to feel stiff all the time. I'm not <laughs> stiff at all. I feel perfectly uh, relaxed. Well, no, these, that's me. You're talking. These couches like are you. hard that's to me. sit on. This is this I have to is be, very I have to be like European. This it is, is nice right? Couch. You enjoying Plus, it? Plus, I didn't want to get my dye on it. If I wore blue jeans, I would ruin this. I see. We yeah. brought out extra pillows for you, so you'd be comfortable. Thank you. I actually, I was watching uh, Ryan Gosling and Drive, like I was saying earlier, and I, figured, I just felt like I should just be like Ryan Gosling today. He's right. awesome. I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. He wore the gloves. His were brown. I had black ones, so it's kind of, kind of, it was kind of cool. It's cold outside, so right. it works. Now, did you buy those here, or were did you pack those in case you wanted them, to get your Ryan Gosling on? I already had them packed. Did you really? Yes. <laughs> Driving now, gloves. I don't want to be a, a downer because things are going great for you right now in the NFL. But after your playing days, are you worried when you go into the bank for an interview that the neck tattoo might keep you from getting the job? Well, no, I'm not going to a bank interview. No? No. I'm a, I'm a creative. I'm a Renaissance creative, okay. man. I'm a creative right, director. Artist. So I'm working for myself. I have my own production, you know. Um, design firm that the orange dinosaur that we have and I'm just I just like to make cool stuff and the only time I'm going to the bank is just to check on my money. You know? Oh, see what he did there? <laughs> yeah, you know, so I, you know. I didn't show up here to be put down by invest, you today. Invest, That's a- investments and things like that. You see. know, when I'm going to the bank, I wouldn't work at the bank anyway because I have to dress like that all the time. See? And, and you're comfortable. Cool. Martellus, Full circle. you've got a great government name, but you've also got a great nickname. How did the black unicorn happen? Because I grew up as a big fan of uh, unicorns. Unicorn. Yeah, I was too, but there's never any black unicorns. What's that about? So I figured, I'd, you know, it's white America. Okay. You know, so but uh, <laughs> but for the most part, you know, I just I'm I all write, of America. I have a I write short stories, and one of the characters was a black unicorn. And I liked it so much because usually when I write a story, every character is a piece of me. And I just like the black unicorn, wow. so... Okay. Well handled. You, you navigated through that without actually well, really hitting it on the he- head there. Why it's the black unicorn. Because you have to buy the book to figure out about uh, the black oh, unicorn. And what about the orange dinosaur? How did that one come up? Well, I like the color orange, and I okay. love dinosaurs. There we so go. I just put the orange dinosaur together. Yep. I like to put... Well, my two favorite things in the world is personification and just the position. Okay. So I, but really, so I just like orange, and it's not really orange dinosaurs, so I just put, it's just cooler. All right, so how about about this? Juxtapose yourself into any offense in the NFL. Where would Martellus Bennett's skills be best used as a tight end in this league, an athletic tight end? Who uses them better than anybody? That uses them in the league? Well, for me, I think... The um, Bears offense is the best for me because I still get the block. You know, I get the run routes. I get the play right receiver. I get the line up in the backfield. This year, I'm trying to let them, trying to talk them to let me run the ball. Oh yeah. At least oh. once or twice this year. I don't know if that's going to work. I've been talking to Matt Forte about it, and I was like, just give me one carry, bro, on a toss play or something. No one will see you. Yeah, they won't see me coming. No, no. no that'll been, be. Please. I think that would set the NFL just record for tallest guy to get a carry. Yes. I mean, who's ever been that tall and run a ball out of the backfield? I mean, Eddie George is probably the tallest running back to. Really yeah, probably. Six four, yeah. Six yep. four. Oh, oh, yeah, you dwarf him. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, so now let's do some personification. Here's a story idea I just had. I feel like I'm okay. in English class. This is excellent. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. You this know, is, this, here's, this is a great children's book. Vegetables or fruits? Fruits or vegetables? Well, no. And they go head to head. Well, they don't like each gloves. other. Now well, he's thinking. Oh, focus. Okay, focus, I just wrote a children's book about food. So I'll read it to you. Okay. It's, short, it's a short story. Excellent. Terrific. Okay. So no one's heard this yet. This is coming out this summer after my collection of short story books come out. I wish but I had I was, a pipe to give you so you could hold it. I will share this to you. <laughs> I will share this with you because um, I like you guys. Thank That's you. very kind of you. It's called You Are What You Eat. It's Ooh. about Timmy and Tommy, all right? I want to be super. I want to be duper. Mom, we would like candy for supper. No candy, not tonight. Eat all your broccoli and you'll be super, all right? Mm. Story, look, it's story time like it's position. Just, but story mom, time. it tastes like feet. When the world makes chocolate, who wants to beat? <laughs> Timmy and Tommy, please listen to mommy. You eat all your candy and you'll turn into zombies. Wow. Do you guys want snacks? Snack time? Why the we're, kind we're story eat, time? Man, this is good. That sounds like a plan. Anything sounds better than eating a plant. I'll start with an arm. I'll start with a leg. We'll hide in their closets. We'll hide under beds. No, you won't eat humans. You eat candy instead. Timmy and Tommy thought this was yummy. Peanut butter cups, peppermints, and bags that are gummy would be the most perfect, awesome, delicious, amazing things for their tummy. Before you get too excited, though, let me explain. Even though it tastes good, you'll end up in pain. 
chocolate will take over your heart this and eventually good. your brains. Caramel will flow through your, all of your veins and everything you touch, you will leave with a stain. Your arms will become butterscotch that melts when it's hot. Your head will come served with a cherry on top. Martellus, can I interrupt you I for one second? Can yes. I say what's so impressive about this is you're speaking to the audience. Hey, you're speaking. it's not done yet. I want to oh, know yeah. how this thing turns oh, out. Oh, there's only like a couple more. Oh, Dr. Seuss. I'm waiting. I want to see oh. how it goes. Sorry. But, Mom, we sound excited. so yummy. It would be funny. We could make our own candy and save you so much money. I love you. I do. We're all in my heart. But if you eat, if you're, but you're made of candy, people will tear you apart. Ah. Eat you piece by piece, even your teeth. They will share you at parties and boast out at sea. Chew on your hands and chop on your feet. People love candy, and candy you'll be. If you, love, if you want to be safe, eat all your veggies, start stuffing your face. No one likes broccoli, and you, and you are what you eat. Wow, I mean, that is ready to go. Is there somebody animating it? That? Are you going to do it? Well, it's illustrated. It's coming out this, this summer. It's That's hot. impressive. So do you have your own dynamite. production house? Are, are you, are you on your publisher? Publishing. It is. Orange yeah. Dinosaur Publishing. Now, what's Good your, for you, man. That's going to be what's big. Your, what's your middle name? Demond. Demond. Well, you, you should go by M.D. Bennett, you know? Get the, the two in, like a T.S. Eliot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. I like I, the initial I thing. like, you know, I want to just make up a name like Mark Twain did. but Not a bad idea. I can't really, you know, most of my, I just want to be like the amazing man. The amazing man. Who wrote that book? The amazing man. <laughs> Do it, though. Because you're so creative, right? You came up with all these nicknames. Can you come up with a nickname for Dave Damashek on the spot? No. The suit. The suit. Guys, okay. I don't like that. That's, 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 that's an insult. Yeah, that's, that's not great. the suits. No, no, no. Handsome well, devil. They force us to wear these. Ruggedly suits. handsome. Now, listen. He reminds yeah. me of. Um, this is not going to turn out well. The wizard on. Um, Hey, what's the name of that book? The Wizard in, jeez, uh, I'm trying to think. I, I, I probably remind you of Wizard of Oz. Uh, Wizard of Oz. Oh, Wizard I know, with Marlon Brando and Streetcar Named Desire. You know? <laughs> that raw, unhinged maybe, uh, sexuality. Maybe Kevin Bacon in Footloose. Huh? Well, I'll let you no, think you can, about the that. The closest person that you'll be on as yeah. an actor is the dad on Honey, I Shrunk My Kids. <laughs> oh, Rick Moranis. Oh, yes. <laughs> Rick Moranis. A Canadian. There we That's go. Fun. Yes. Very Absolutely. flattering. I love Canada. <laughs> I never who doesn't? There. I'm just throwing that out there. Maple syrup and bacon. I mean, come on. Who doesn't yes. love this? All Those right, Bennett. Spin the wheel of stupid questions. Okay. I say... All right, that's up, up, a double okay. spin. All right, here we go. This, this material that this is made is not made to spin. It's yeah. petroleum. Yeah. Yeah. For it's gentle terrible. spinners. More talented, Jay-Z or Beyonce? That's a good one. Yeah, well, that's not more stupid. talented, no. Jay-Z or Beyonce. Like, so, they're both extremely creative. There's two different um, creatives doing different things. But, you know, because Jay-Z doesn't dance. You know, he, you know, he performs, so the, the routines and the uh, choreography that Beyonce comes up with is pretty awesome. So it's another level okay. to it, you know, from a stage presence to the dances but he does. can I challenge you here? What? Yes. Jay-Z doesn't write anything down, and he writes all his lyrics. Some of Beyonce's music is written for her, so he gets one uh, notch on the belt for that. Yes, he doesn't write, but he doesn't, you know, I don't write when I do music. You know, I just show up and just pop. It happens. No, I'm the black. I'm the black Dr. Seuss. You're talking about food. You like to write about food. Check this out. Let, answer this question. What is the best color for food? You well, understand the question? Can well, you just stay with us all day? Broccoli or asparagus green. Well, know? the most. I actually wrote a story, so it's another. That's a whole other story, but. Um, Literally. Yeah, it's a whole other story. Just stay with us all day. <laughs> okay, so with the when it comes to food, if you want to eat healthy, the more colorful your plate, that's the better true. it is. Mm -hmm. right. So I like colorful plates because, you know, everything in my house is like black and white because I draw and except for our artwork and stuff. But most of our furniture is very monochromatic, you know, because that's just what I like. Look what we got for you here. Yeah, it white simplifies couch. everything and I can add color wherever I want to add color. So when it comes to my food, I like I like a colorful plate, you know, because it just it tastes better. You the peppers, and nice red pepper. Yeah, so you can really spear of a spear, the spices. I guess. Yes. Well, you only get salmon. one. But I I didn't say choose a, uh, you know five or six. I said well, I one color of food. Chose the rainbow. Well, I chose the rainbow. The rainbow. Grab, no, don't, don't spin it because it's clearly broken. Maybe just grab another one out of there. He's too good at this. Okay. If here. you could I'll, eat the I'll flesh of only one beast for the rest of your life, which would it be? A griffin. A griffin? Yes. A griffin? A dragon-headed lion? Yes, because I just feel like it will give me the, the energy. The power of the dragon. Yeah, the power yeah, of the that's dragon. Fair. Part of fair. the lion. Yeah. It's good Spirit, thinking. You know, 
does a griffin all it's half cat does it always land on his feet i always want to land on my feet nine I lives like one of those people nine <laughs> lives i keep going what's up what's better than that what if an actual griffin played football that would uh, be actual tough griffin does play football yeah now in los alamitos high w. school w. oh and you're <laughs> a griffin as well plus i like gryffindor see i'm a big harry potter fan we are you really stupid questions guys this is a good one right here you ready yep true or false okay i don't like true or false questions no that's the question, Best question true or false Oh, well, most of the time I'm true to who I am. Okay. So it would be false to someone not to say that. See what he did there? Yes. This guy's clever. He is. This guy is. my brain with that answer. Martellus, I got another one for you. Would you rather spend two weeks living, this is a little depressing, living in a dirt, uh, nursing oh, home. Oh, my God, this is terrible. Or two weeks this? eating only Taco Bell. Could you well, make Taco it plate colorful? Well, I think, you know, Taco Bell would depress you, you know. Um, oh, the food, it brings you down, what's gets you heavy. The nursing terrible. home does too. And then if it goes in hot, it comes out hot. Oh, oh I see what you're saying there. Okay. There you go. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. at go. least at the nursing home, you know, I could do great things and cheer other people up. Okay. Oh. There you so go. Play a little nice, mild oatmeal, too. That's all they're going to give like you. I like and bananas. Right. And apples, apples and bananas. Well, you know, we had, we're just going to pepper you here with questions. Okay. We had this, uh, we had a, a girl that might be the cover girl for Sports Illustrated Swimsuit, Ooh. Hannah Davis, yesterday. And we were asking her about men's bathing suit fashion. About what's up? Because you know, there's so many choices now. You got yes. the board shorts, you got the trunks, you got the, the speedo. speedo. I mean, clearly you're you're an athletic specimen. How do you, how do you roll at the beach? If you're going to Oak Street Beach to play beach volleyball there in Chicago, are you wearing a speedo? Or are you wearing trunks? What are you wearing? I wear. I want to show a little bit of my thigh because this the VMO yeah. is mm. the best looking muscle on your leg besides your calf. So if they can see that VMO you when, you, okay. when you walk, women like that. Yeah. So I'm like right above the knee, not hey. too high on the thigh, if, but right. Above, some guy, when I see guys go, guys go golfing, right. It's too High. Dolphin too high, Euro Speedo too tight. Too tight. Take don't make it with my size either. Yep. Here, by the way, get a look here. This is this is our uh, this is our friend Hannah. Oh yeah, too hot. Yeah. You know what her answer was for the right way to wear a bathing suit for a man? Nothing. No. She uh, said, not the board short. The speedo shows me too much. I like it cut right above the knee. Bam. Uh, bam. Right. Bam. You know what? Know what? Pretty people know pretty people, right? <laughs> so whenever I'm around other pretty people, people like like-minded people. Right. So most pretty people like to hang out with me because I'm pretty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's a bunch of <laughs> prettiness in one room, you know? But I'm pretty on the inside, but my inside glows. So it shows on my outside. And plus, I have great skin. I know, but he wears Speedos, and I tell him that doesn't hey. look good. He hey. shouldn't do that. If you're overseas, look, Speedos is what it is. I did a semester in Florence, Italy. I See? embraced Europe the Speedo while I was there. It's always ahead of fashion. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's Everything, what happens in America. You're part of un po' d'italiano. Huh? Come uh, on. American men, you know, we're so self-conscious um, of ourselves. But, like, Europe, you know, guys, the fashion in Europe and other places is so ahead of the curve. But yes, they set over the trend. Everything is taught to be one way. And it starts when we kids because when we – okay, it's a whole other spill. But when we, we start go. off, we're all geniuses and divergent thinking, right? So we bring kids on this stage right now. We give them a paperclip. They could bring – they could make 100 different things out of paperclip possibilities. But we bring some suits – on this stage, they probably can make 10. That's because as we go through school, they teach us convergent thinking, which means there's only one solution, one answer, one way to come up with, one way to solve a problem. Yeah, but we they trample more, our creativity. Yes, we need more divergent thinkers. They should, everything should be a collaboration, also always be a group discussion, so that way you could, because collaboration is the way everything is made. So, but we teach us to study in our cubicles by ourselves. But when other kids should be studying together, they should embrace that. You know what we need? Here's here's what Martell. Here's what Martell is spending needs. You know that that snarky guy that sits at the little table with the kids in the AT and T commercial, yeah, mocking them for their answers. Yeah. Oh, you should be that guy call. because when a kid says, that. "I need a dragon to karate chop the swimming pool," you say, "You're exactly right." This is I, you know what I mean? High five yes. for that. That's exactly what you need. A new age. I like that. I was that kid that. My parents told me I could be anything I want to be. And I truly believe that. I'm what not, you are. You're everything. Yes, I'm not what I'm supposed to be yet. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you play football. That's, they feel like Pretty that's good enough. But it's not enough. You know, I have multiple dreams. You know, I want to be, you know, I want to create a director at Pixar. You know, I want to do stuff with DreamWorks. I want to do all these other things in life that, you know, that are part of my dreams. No, there's no reason for me to stop chasing other dreams because I reached one. But society tells us we're only allowed to do one thing. That's right. One I'll, thing is enough. Martellus, you mentioned your family, and your brother's playing in the big game. Yes, he is. Here to support him. He's a divergent thinker. Is he? Yes. Is he? You as have divergent to be a thinker as you. Because you have to come up with different pass rushes. Where are you going to watch the game and support I'm going to the 4040 Club. My wife is pregnant. Congratulations. So it's too cold for us to sit out there, so I don't thank you. I don't want um, her to get sick, you, right. know, you know, with the baby. So we're watching it at the 4040 Club. you excited for your brother? 
Super excited, yeah. man. This is one of the big, best parts, parts in his life, and we've worked, we've trained in the summer always together, and we talk about these type of moments. We were roommates in college. You know, we're one year apart. We played in high school together. So for me to be here supporting him is like one, it's an honor to me. Like, when I'm here, they're like, oh, it's Michael's brother. That's like a compliment. Oh, that's Michael's brother, because my brother is, I have the ultimate big brother. So like, when you write movie scripts and they have the big brother in the movies, that's what my brother is, like the awesome big brother that's in those movies. That's the kind of big brother he has been to me. So Pete Carroll, should, what he should really do is bring you there, and you could ease their mind. This is a, a pressure-filled week. You read some of your stories and give them a broader perspective. It's a tremendous I bet that would call open, you know. by Dave yeah, Damashek. I could do that, but that, I have to charge him. Well, so what? That's so, a, How about this idea? <laughs> how about this idea here? You and, you and Michael look quite a bit alike. You got the beard going. The Black Duck Dynasty. What if, what if we dress you <laughs> in the same Michael Bennett uniform, right? Yes. When he comes off the field, he hides. You appear, and Pete Carroll's secret weapon is dual threat Michael Bennett. Yes. And you're out there as a tight end instead of, you know what I'm saying? Oh, Zach yes, because I don't, I don't tackle. See what I mean? No, I you so, play your position. Wait, he, they're going both sides yeah, of the ball? Michael Bennett's going two ways yeah. today. Who saw this we, coming? We do look alike. That's what I mean. But I'm a lot prettier than him. Well, so we look alike. Well, Taller too, but we don't kind of look like it's kind of like the, the Chrysler, like the Chrysler 300 kind of look like the Bentley. Um, yes. So which one's the Bentley? Which one's the Chrysler? I'm the Bentley. I will oh. say that he's the Chrysler 300. I don't know if it's the one that has one weird glove on one hand and the other one off. <laughs> but. Channeling my inner Michael. Michael Jackson. So, yeah, it is a Michael Jackson. So you're taking the Seahawks? I'm taking the Seahawks. I love the Seahawks. I support my brother. I think the defense is awesome. They do a great job. And how could I not ride with my brother? Yeah. All right, man. Congratulations on all your success. Hey, that's short story. That's good stuff. Thank you. I'm not yeah, kidding. That's no, good really stuff is. right there. That's man. my first time sharing that with anybody. Let's, Let's get over to about. the Gap and get you some clothes, you know? All right. Yeah. Let's uh, take a look. Yeah, take me to Barney's or Bloomingdale's. He's Big fancy. thank you to Martellus Bennett for <laughs> yeah. hanging out and sharing. Please. Sharing and caring. Our very own Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Sticks. His Twitter feed has already posted his first iteration of the 2014 mock draft at NFL.com. Fresh off a trip to the Senior Bowl in Mobile and the East-West Shrine game in Tampa. He joins us in his NFL Network casuals <laughs> as you're making the rounds on Radio Row today. What's happening, DJ? By the way, these are my, this is my Andy Dufresne look. With okay. the, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very good. good. Yeah, take off the shoe there and yeah. show us you get a little How something hidden inside. How often do you notice another man's so. shoes? Yeah. I guess you not didn't know this email that we wanted you to dress up, but let's, yeah. let's move forward. I think he's mocking us, Shaq, that he gets to do his business oh, today. I make, I'm here to make you guys look good. I see. I don't I have see. to worry about Molly. She takes care of herself, but you guys, i got to help out. That's a good point, actually. Very decent of you. So, first uh, mock draft. You're just coming off the senior bowl. Just, I guess, overview, Daniel. As a man that was a scout for the Browns, the Eagles, and the Ravens, how does this year's draft class look? I think it's pretty loaded. I mean, when you when you talk about the underclassmen, that's where the guts of this draft is. In uh, last year was more senior heavy. Uh, this year we're talking about nine, ten underclass receivers that are first, second round players, in my opinion. Uh, we've got some fun quarterbacks to talk about, which we didn't really have last year, Sheck. So you know, we got Johnny Manziel is going to be someone we're going to be talking a lot about going forward. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I mean, then you've got Jadavian Clowney, uh, who's going to be a, a big talking point going forward. To me, it comes down to I, I don't know what the tech Texans are going to do. Texans and Browns, though, are the are the first couple of teams that are probably going to look hard at a quarterback, yeah. and maybe Clowney's too good to pass up. But the name that's still, that I, I can't let go of is Ryan Mallett. We talk, we've talked about it a number of times. You know, this is a guy with a big arm who's been learning at the knee of Tom Brady for the last three years. He's going into the last year of his contract. It makes sense to me that the Patriots would want to part ways with him now. Do you think that's going to happen with the Texans or the Browns or a quarterback needy team go and try and get that kid, the, the Arkansas kid, in case you've forgotten, who has the huge arm, had some off-field issues when he was in school? I mean, it's a thought. I mean, I think everybody's going to do their homework and, and, and go through the process of looking at a guy like Ryan Mallett. You think in Cleveland he would make sense there, a big, strong-arm guy uh, to be able to play in that weather and that division. Uh, Mike Lombardi has a lot of ties to the New England Patriot organization, so he'd be familiar with Ryan Mallett. So uh, that's definitely one option. I just think this is going to be a, a, a decision made on how they feel about the quarterbacks in this draft because if you, if you feel high on Johnny Manzo, you're not going to pass on him and, and you know hope for, for Ryan Mallett who's a little bit older, more established, you're going to push your chips in and go, oh, we're going to find out 
how these teams feel about these young quarterbacks. Cleveland's got to go with the quarterback, right? Oh yeah, I, I think so. I, I would be, I would be really shocked. I mean, to them, Hoyer played well. He did play well when he got a chance last year, but he didn't hold up physically. I think he's a nice bridge quarterback if you bring in a young quarterback. But they have two picks in the first round, uh, and if they depart the first round without a quarterback, I, I will be very shocked. We're looking at your top ten here, Daniel, and uh, you see Jadavian Clowney at the top there. You have the quarterbacks back to back: Browns and Raiders with Johnny Manziel and Bridgewater. Obviously, things are going to change. Still a long process before these teams get settled on who they're going to select. How close do you think or, or how intense will the debate be for the Texans to take a quarterback or to take a talent like Clowney? I think it's a pretty intense debate because, you know, you, you obviously the quarterback position is the most important quarter, position on the, on the team. You have to take care of that. But how often does Jadavion Clowney, how, long, how often does a guy like that come around? And so to me it's going to be a decision, not necessarily the debate between Clowney and the quarterback they would take at number one. It's going to be a debate between the quarterback they would take at number one versus the quarterback they could get at the top of the second round. If they feel like that gap is not very wide and they're comfortable with that quarterback in round two, I don't know how you pass on Clowney with the first overall pick. Why is it that Teddy Bridgewater, with the exception of Clowney going into the season, it seemed that it was Clowney and or Bridgewater, depending on team need. Why, why such a huge range with this kid? Because he's got the big arm. Big, big arm. So why is he falling the, the second round for a lot of teams? Well, you know, I wouldn't say he has a, a, a big, like a huge arm. I think he's got a really good arm. The thing with Bridgewater is he's, he's solid in all areas, but he doesn't have that wow characteristic. He doesn't have that, you know, off-the-chart size. He doesn't have a humongous arm. He's not a great athlete. He's, he's good. He's proficient in all these different areas. So you have some people view that as, you know, this is a solid kid that's got, you know, strengths across the board, where others say, what's so special? What's so special about him that I'm going to invest such a high pick? But beyond a but, game manager. Oh, yes, absolutely. What, absolutely. Um, you know, obviously the two years ago, the draft was all about Andrew Luck or RG3, and we saw Ryan Tannehill. And, but, but what about Russell Wilson and how he fit into that landscape? Where You were with the Eagles at the time. Where did he fit into your team's scouting, and, and what do you think he fit? Where do you fit into most teams' scouting to look at him? Well, I mean, we, we really liked him in Philadelphia. I mean, we talked about this before. You know, we were, we were going to take him most likely in that third round. Um, before we knew how tall he was, I had a second-round grade on him, and I know most of the people in our organization felt the same way, um, if not higher. And then he checked in at 5'10", and people say, well, it's just the height. How can you not get over the height? Well, when you're in that draft room and they say, okay, who are the other 5'10 quarterbacks that are successful? And the last, you know, going back all the way to Doug Flutie is how far back you have to go. And so it's tough to have that conviction to stay with it and say, look, I, I believe in this kid so much. He's the exception. He's the one that can pull it off. Um, so you end up sliding him back a little bit. And, you know, for Philadelphia, it worked out okay because we didn't get Russell Wilson. We took Nick Foles, and Nick Foles, you know, is in the Pro Bowl. How significant is one game, 60 minutes? I don't want to be hyperbolic about whatever the result of this game is is going to affect the next few years. But you could make a case that if Russell Wilson wins this game, then that moves Johnny Manziel up. Look, this kid got it all the way. They're, they have similar characteristics, at least. On the other hand, does it? If Peyton loses that game, do we say maybe it's time we get off this uh, stand in the pocket and sling it kind of guy? We got to get somebody who moves around. Well, I think even if, even if Peyton loses, I would say that the pocket guy is still going to be around because coaches want to, they, they like having that ability to push the ball uh, vertically in the passing. And there's still a large collection in the NFL that feels like that's the way you get to where you want to go. But I, I think that Russell Wilson's already done a favor for Manziel. I don't think he has to win this game. I think that it's already been proven. The size, you don't necessarily have to hold true to that old standard. Uh, he's opened the doors for guys like Johnny Manziel. I, I think that's already been done. All right. Uh, he's a guy that can think on his feet. I'd like to submit some stupid questions to him, but we're on a tight schedule. Daniel Jeremiah at Move the Stakes. You can see that mock draft at NFL.com. Sitting directly across from us, two superstars, one of screen, one, of course, in music, and both of them will be on the big screen, the silver screen, in Need for Speed. It's Aaron Paul and Kid Cudi. Guys, thanks. What's happening? Pretty good. Thanks for having us, yeah. man. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So excited. I'll start. Uh, now, you're a Cleveland guy. Yeah. But you're also, you kind of got everything going in the Bronx, right? Yeah, so yeah. So are you a New York sports guy, a Cleveland sports guy? What, what is it? Neither answer uh, really is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, man, I feel like I got Cleveland on my back right now. You I do. Like you know you do. Um, I kind of – I haven't followed sports since since, a, since I was, like, at least 12 or 13. But 
because I'm from Cleveland, I am always going to be rooting for the tribe and the Browns. Okay. It's just in my heart, you know. Uh, it's your cross. So yeah, the that's bear. that's just it. You know what I mean? Like I guess those are my roots, and I'm always yeah. going to be rooting for the Browns and the tribe. So let that be known. There you go. Let I that love. Be known. We, we talk about balance, having balance. You know, I, the world was put into balance with the last episode of Breaking Bad. Yes. <laughs> but now. You go on. See, I, I like that you're picking it up. Most guys, I feel like you would have a hard time. Most guys, Luke Skywalker, you know, Mark Hamill has a hard time transcending that. You've picked up, though, and are now in a new picture together, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to just kind of try and keep going. It was very hard for me to say goodbye to the show, and it became such a, a phenomenon, and it's just downhill from here. But uh, that's what I kept teasing. But, you know, we're, we're in this super fun movie together, and... It's a fun ride and um, just rolling with it. Yeah. Best so, video game movie, best uh, game of uh, movie based on a video game ever. Oh yeah, oh absolutely for sure. Well, what's so great about this this film is and the game? There is no narrative in the game. You're just driving around right. supercars all over the country, and so we were working with a blank page when it came to making this film. So. Yeah, we are uh, racing around supercars, but uh, it has such a, a fun, crazy story. And, uh, and, and characters that you care about, that you want to root for. Characters that you care you know about, I mean? you root for. There's a lot of actual heart and emotion in it. You get to see this guy drive, or not drive, but fly every single <laughs> sort of... Uh, Airplane, helicopter, all over the place. It's fantastic. So, a lot of people, Aaron, and I'm sure you can relate to this too. People think it just happens immediately. You know, oh, Breaking Bad. He just he got so lucky with this part. But you, you know, you had some supporting roles, but you also had kind of those extra roles where you're in a scene or you're in a single episode. Oh yeah. How long did that happen before you got Breaking Bad? Uh, it was a good ten years. And how uh, hard was it to stick with it? Um, it was actually very easy. It for was me to, to stick with it. Yeah, I mean. Uh, you know, with you guys, you're chasing after your dreams. That's what this business is all about. Just people kind of doing what they love and what they, they're passionate about. So I, I never thought I was going to pack up my bags and move back to Idaho. And um, it was a struggle. It was hard. But uh, you just got to keep, you know, keep fighting. Yeah. Can we do something? I saw you do this on Conan a number of months ago, and I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is. It, you were talking about how you achieve the, the look that you have. It's that you make <laughs> your plainest possible face. Did you teach this move to him? <laughs> no, you know, that was the first time I ever tried it. I think we all need to do it. Okay. I love it, yeah. You just try and look at the camera and give zero expression. Okay. okay. Don't give any expression. What, what was the trick? to Walter White. Why did he look so menacing without raising an eyebrow or anything? But he just has... And he said, a, it's just my face. It's just my face. I have a very intense, scary-looking face. <laughs> and so he's like, that's how I... Uh, uh, Do yours, because so yours my, is so empathetic. Here, so I just... This is zero emotion. Yeah, that's intense. It's heartbreaking, though. You you want to help them? Yeah. Don't smile. <laughs> I was gonna say smile. I could. So I can't but, but give zero emotion. Right. Here we go. Let's go. Yeah. Let's hey, go. Oh, my, you my you are now a thespian. Here Camera we go. One. Yeah. Just zero, zero emotion. emotion. Zoom in on that. Yeah. There you go. That's that. nice. That's good. That's hard. very intimidating. I think you need to do zero oh. emotion. Oh. Then. I can do it. There we go. Yeah, right there. No emotion whatsoever. <laughs> That's why we're not actors. Oh, look at there that. You go. There you go. Oh, yeah. All right. There oh, yeah. Go. Yeah, pathetic. Now, now, no, no, no. It's good. Right. One, one more. One more. Let's here see. we go. I'm but last. zoom in really follow. tight this is, on this. All right, here we go. Zoom in really tight. I'm ready. Go ahead, here we go. Zero motion. <laughs> your, your look says head injury victim. Let's <laughs> see, we all have our own There we go. Roles. There we go. <laughs> is it true that you were discovered at a retail spot? Is that like, how, how was it that, that you broke into the music business? Um, what was the big break? Because there's a mixtape story side, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had a mixtape that I put out and... Um, you know, I had this underground buzz going on before then because I had Day and Night, and it was kind of like this underground like hit that right. kind of came out of nowhere. And it was funny because around the time, like nobody knew my face. They didn't know who I was. They just knew the song. So I'd be at parties, and people would hear my music, and I'm like, oh, it's great. No one knows it's me. <laughs> um, but it was, it was kind of like, you know, I put out the mixtape. That was the first real project that I ever did where I, it's like, yo, here's a body of work. This is what I'm about. Here's my sound. And uh, 
it was just shot in the dark, man, and people connected with it, and, and Kanye heard it, and, and that's really what happened, that alliance, because uh, then we established a deal through that, and it was like a joint venture between my own label and my partners playing Pat in the Mill, and then Good Music, and the rest is history. I'm assuming that you didn't. I, I'd love for this to be true, though. I would love for Jesse, the last time we see him, is speeding off away from the from the Nazi scourge. <laughs> Maybe the movie picks up with you, your Jesse, for a minute there. Any thought about that? That'd be a cool little no, that, that, that's, what, that's what we did. Perfect. That's what Need for Speed is about. Alert. Uh, yeah, that is actually. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I ruined it for everybody. So just quickly, Need for Speed, uh, and we see a lot of the cars. That's best car. Best car that you climbed behind the wheel. Uh, my favorite the was uh, Grand Gran Torino. Okay. Yeah, just I love classic cars. Uh, I mean, the supercars are great, but you feel uh, you don't want to, you know, scratch the paint. It's just uh, you get scared every time you open up the door. Um, you know, these cars are like $2 million. But the Gran Torino, just, you know, the muscle behind it, I just, uh, I love it. Kid Cuddy, how about it? Favorite Same car? deal. I'll say Gran Torino. Because really? I, I didn't fly, I'm, well, I was flying mostly. I didn't get in cars or anything. Yeah. But the, the scene where, you know, he's driving the Gran Torino, I was on set that day, yeah. and it just looked so right. beautiful. There's two, Gran Tur- two uh, identical Gran Torinos, and everybody on the set was trying to make claims on it. <laughs> they totaled one Gran Torino by accident oh. during a race. Uh, and so there was only one, and yeah. I mean, everybody wanted it, but uh, no one got it. Well, good luck uh, Thank you. with the film. Thank good you. luck Thank with you. your music and film careers, both of them. And uh, we certainly appreciate you taking the time out. Oh, and here he is on set with us, the multiple-time Pro Bowler, number 25 on his chest, number one in the Kansas City Chiefs fans' heart, Jamal Charles. What's happening, Jamal? I'm happy to be here in New York today. Well, thank you for uh, being here. The season, a success. I mean, you got into the playoffs. Of course, you lose that first playoff game, but I guess baby steps, right? Yeah, one at a time. I uh, hope you come back next year hungry and uh, do it all over again. Before anything else, I have to get one, you know, it's not an ugly incident. It was a glorious incident. When you were in Oakland, you had all those touchdowns after the third quarter. What was the conversation between you and Coach Reed? I want to keep going. I I, I want eight. I can burn these guys. He said if we get uh, down to the one-yard line again, uh, we're going to put you in uh, and score and and make you break the record. But it didn't happen. But I, I was glad with my performance. And, but not but not begging him. Please, give me two more series to I see mean, what I can do. I mean, it was the game wasn't, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't, at the, we, we did, I didn't prove no, nobody, no, no nothing no more. The game was over with, so, mm-hmm. I mean, I listened to my coach. He told me to rest. I'm, I'm going to rest. <laughs> Jamal, why so different this year? What, what, what was the big difference? I think Coach Andy Reid, he brought in an offense that, that fit me well and, I, I mean, brought me great success. And uh, I, I didn't never had nothing like that before in my career. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm so happy to be blessed with Coach Andy on my side and, and uh, making me – uh, want to play for him, make me uh, putting plays in that, that fit me good and put me in space. And, uh, I mean, that's what I think Coach Andy Reid, bringing him, and, uh, I think he made uh, to the Chiefs go this year. Jamal, oh, go ahead, Molly. we're uh, all on NFL Fantasy Live. <laughs> you happen to be on one of my fantasy teams. What's the craziest story you've gotten either on Twitter or from fans <laughs> just about fantasy and I mean, this is fantasy people, like, you know what I'm saying, always approach me, and like I say, I, I got... Do you get more about fantasy yeah, than, than Chiefs the Chiefs? Fans, yeah, like, a lot of, a lot of people have approached me to more uh, fantasy fans than Chiefs fans. I mean, there's a lot of people who want a fantasy leader, like, uh, I give you half of my money, I buy you a cheeseburger. <laughs> well, clearly you need it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all kind of stuff, man. Like, they just name they, everything after me. They dog. Is that fun for you? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's fun, but... When one year, I, I, like I told many people, no, I don't like fantasy football, though. Because yeah. one year I got hurt and I got dogged out when um, I told my ACL. Yeah. And, uh, That's and it, when it's, it's it made me hurt my feelings. I feel like they didn't care about me and my family. And but the, You mentioned the cheeseburger. You like barbecue? I love barbecue. All right, so you got to pick one here. Kansas City barbecue or Texas barbecue? Uh, why do you put me? Because, you're, hey, look, that's what we do here. Okay, we we okay, give you the tough okay. questions. I'm going to go with uh, both. But, yeah, okay, how about this? Give, what's, the, what's the best spot in Texas? I'm a Salt Lake guy. Uh, I like the Salt Lake there in Texas. Your favorite? Favorite spot? Uh, it's a, it's, it's a, I go to a variety in uh, Texas uh, around the Golden Triangle. Okay. Uh, Port Arthur and Bowman is real good. And I, Kansas City, since I've been there most of the time, I know uh, Oklahoma Joe's is my favorite. 
Okay. What about, because um, we, we talked about this before, I think that what one of the great benefits of being a KC Chief is when you drive in on game day, everybody's out there tailgating, you can stop over and say, hey, I'm Jamal <laughs> Charles. Right. Take, uh, get, give, me, give me a plate before I go inside. And that is the best tailgate, too. Yeah, yeah. it is the best tailgate. I'm glad, I, I love driving in game time. They always give me the, the physical. They know my car. They, they, they put my jersey up, and they, they just chill, man. I, I love everything about Kansas City fans. But, uh, you mentioned the car. This is, and I've been fortunate to have called a number of, of your games, actually, the last uh, two years. I think I've done like seven or eight Chiefs games at Arrowhead. It is remarkable the number of converted ambulances, school buses, <laughs> hearses. I mean, they have, you, you really should roll in in a designated Kansas City Chiefs car, like a, like an old Chrysler limousine or something painted red and yellow. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Like, it's cool. They got uh, buses, and it's, it's all yep. duck, duck, uh, changed around, and they have all cheap, cheap stuff. They got bed inside. So one, I know one of them has a jacuzzi, <laughs> and on oh the back of yeah, on the back of them they carry uh, they carry yep. uh, barbecue pit on the on the back of it. Like it's crazy. Like yeah. I mean, I love my uh, shout out to the Chief Nation out there. I don't want to. I don't want to drudge up the bad memory of the way the season ended. But what's the discussion in the locker room or on the plane ride home? Because it was just an anomaly of a game. You hadn't seen anything like that all season. A team put up forty something on you in that way, especially with the big lead. I mean, it was definitely crazy. I mean, it hurt me more because I went out early in that game and I couldn't do nothing about it. And I mean, I couldn't go back. I wanted to so bad. And. I mean, just sitting in the locker room and seeing them, just seeing luck, being luck, and coming back and being luck, like, I just, it, it just hurt it, you know what I'm saying? So many guys was hurt it, man. I mean, it was definitely a hurt for me. I can't wait to get back to the next season so I can, if I can get back on that field and I want to make the playoff because I just wanted one more chance, one more chance to make it to the next round, and I didn't get that chance. So now I got to do it all over again. Well, mm-hmm. next year you all have another year under your belt, new coach, new quarterback. Talking about the Super Bowl, what's the biggest challenge about beating the Broncos? I mean, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, that's the biggest deal, man. I mean, you you think you have him, but he'll come out with a whole different game plan and just change stuff around. Like, it's just, it's just crazy, man. I just can't wait till he retire if I give me a chance <laughs> to win Super Bowl. <laughs> but, man, he's a Hall of Famer, man. And he's like little, he's like a grown man playing with little kids out there on the field, especially the way he called plays and, and sitting back and watching play. Now I wish I had a chance to play with him in, in my career. Man among boys. Well, Jamal, good luck uh, in the future. Enjoy your time here in New York. Good luck at the NFL Honors and getting that. We, we feel pretty good about your chances. Have you worn a tie off. since you wore it in the car? Oh, that the day? bow tie. Yeah, you know I got. I, you know I like the bow tie. You, oh, you, you like it? You, you're, you're, you're stuck right with it. Right huh? yeah, well, good luck. Thank you for uh, spending some time with us. We certainly appreciate it. Big thank you to all of our other guests today, including the great Jerry Rice, Steve Mariucci, Dick Vermeil. You get a look at tomorrow's guest list: Le'Veon Bell, the potential uh, top ten selection at the quarterback. Josh Gordon, Brandon Marshall, Shady McCoy, also a potential NFL Honors Ground winner. Thanks for watching. We'll be back again tomorrow at noon Eastern. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.